Chapters 49 to 58 of the Rule of St. Benedict. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Filippo Joaquin. The Rule of St. Benedict by St. Benedict of Nursia. Translated by Anonymous. Chapter 49 Of the Observance of Lent Although a monk's life ought at all times be resemble of continual Lent, yet because few have such virtue, we exhort all in these days of Lent to live in all purity, and during this holy season to wash away all the negligence of their times. This we shall worthily accomplish if we refrain from all defects, and apply ourselves to tearful prayer, to reading, to compunction of heart, and abstinence. In these days, therefore, let us add something over and above to our wonted task, such as private prayer, and abstinence from meat and drink. Let every one offer to God, of his own free will, with joy of the Holy Ghost, something above the measure appointed him, that is to say, let him withhold from his body something in the way of food, drink, sleep, talk, laughter, and with spiritual joy and desire await the holy feast of Easter. Nevertheless, let each one acquaint the abbot with what he offers, and do it at his desire and with his content, because whatever is done without the permission of the spiritual father shall be imputed to presumption and vain glory, and merit no reward. All things, therefore, must be done with the approbation of the abbot. Chapter 50 Of the brethren who work at a great distance from the oratory, or are on a journey. The brethren who work at a great distance, and in the abbot's judgment, are unable to come to the oratory in due time, shall fall upon their knees in the place where they are laboring, and there perform the work of God with divine fear. Also, those who are sent on a journey shall not allow the appointed hours to pass by, but perform them on the way as they are best able, and omit not to accomplish their task of divine service. Chapter 51 of the brethren who do not go far off. Let not the brother who goes forth upon any errand, and intends to return that same day to the monastery, presume to eat while abroad, even though invited to do so, unless perchance he has the abbot's order. If he do otherwise, let him be excommunicated. Chapter 52 of the oratory of the monastery. Let the oratory be what its name signifieth, and let nothing else be done or treated of there. When the work of God is ended, let all go forth with exceeding great silence, and let respect be paid to the presence of God, in order that the brother who wishes to pray privately may not be hindered from so doing by the misconduct of others. If any other brother should also wish to pray secretly, 
let him enter without ostentation and pray, not with a loud voice, but with tears and earnestness of heart. Therefore, let not any one remain in the oratory after the work of God is ended, except for the purpose of prayer, lest he be hindrance to others. Chapter 53 Of the Manner of Entertaining Guests Let all guests who come to the monastery be entertained like Christ himself, because he will say, I was a stranger, and he took me in. Matthew chapter 25 verse 35 Let due honor be paid to all, especially to those who are of the household of the faith, and to travelers. As soon, therefore, as a guest is announced, let the prior of the brethren go to meet him with all show of charity. First let them pray together, and so be associated to each other in peace. The kiss of peace shall not be offered till after prayer, because of the illusions of the devil. And in the salutation itself let all humility be shown, by bowing the head or prostrating on the ground before all the guests who come or go, let Christ, who is received in their persons, be also adored in them. When the guests have been received, let them be brought to prayer, and after that the prior, or any one whom he shall order, shall sit with them. Let the divine law be read before the guest, that he may be edified, and afterwards let all courtesy be shown him. For this sake the prior shall break the fast ordained by the rule, unless perchance it be one of those special days on which it cannot be broken. The brethren, however, shall keep their accustomed fast. Let the abbot pour water on the hands of the guests, and let both him and the whole community wash the feet of the same, after which they shall say this verse, We have received thy mercy, O God, in the midst of thy temple. Psalm chapter 48 verse 10 But let the poor, and strangers especially, be diligently entertained with all care, because in them Christ is more truly received. For the simple fear of the rich doth beget them honor. Let the kitchen for the abbot and the guests stand apart, in order that the latter, who are never wanting in a monastery, may not disquiet the brethren by their untimely arrivals. Into this kitchen let the brothers, who can perform its duty well, enter for a year. They shall have assistance when they need it, in order that they may serve without murmuring. When they have less labor, let them go forth to work where they shall be appointed, and not only in these, but in all other offices of the monastery, let consideration be shown them, so that when they need help it be given, and when they are without work, they obey and do what is commanded them. Let the care of the guest room be entrusted to a brother, whose soul the fear of God possesseth. Let there be a sufficient number of beds there, and let the house of God be by wise men wisely governed. 
by no means let any one, unless appointed thereunto, either mix with or speak to the guests. But if he shall meet or see them, after humbly saluting and asking their blessing, he shall pass on, saying that it is not lawful for him to talk with a guest. Chapter 54 Where it be lawful for a monk to receive letters or presents. By no means let any monk, without the abbot's permission, receive from his parents or from anyone else, or give to another, letters, tokens, or any gifts whatsoever. And if anything be sent to him, even from his parents, let him not presume to receive it, unless it be first told the abbot. If he order it to, to be received, it shall be in his power to appoint the person to whom it shall be given, and let not the brother to whom perchance it was sent be grieved, lest an occasion be given to the devil. Whosoever shall presume to do otherwise shall be subjected to regular discipline. Chapter 55 Of the Clothes and Shoes of the Brethren Let clothing be given to the brethren suitable to the place where they live and to the temperature of the air, because in cold countries more is needed and in warm less. The arrangement of all these shall be left to the discretion of the abbot. Nevertheless, we believe that for temperate places it will be sufficient for each monk to have a cowl and tunic, the cowl in winter to be the thicker stuff, but in summer finer and worn thin, also a scapular for work, and shoes and stocking to cover their feet. Let not the monks find fault with the color or coarseness of things. They shall be such as can be procured in the country where they live, or bought at the cheapest rate. Let the abbot take care of their dimensions, that they be not too short, but of a size suitable to those who wear them. On receiving new clothes, let them always give up the old ones at once, to be laid in the wardrobe for the poor. For it is sufficient for a monk to have two tunics and two coals, as well for change at nights, as for the convenience of washing. Anything beyond this is superfluous, and must be cut off. Also, they shall give back their shoes, and whatever is worn out, when they receive anything new. When sent on a journey, they shall receive drawers from the wardrobe, and on their return shall restore them washed clean. Let their coals and tunics on such occasions be somewhat better than those they ordinarily use. They shall receive them on setting out, and restore them to the wardrobe on their return. Let a straw mattress, a blanket, coverlet, and pillow suffice for their bedding. This the abbot shall frequently examine, to prevent the vice of proprietorship, and if any one be discovered to possess anything which he hath not received from the abbot, let him be subjected to the severest correction. To root out the vice, 
let all things be given them by the abbot which shall be necessary, that is, a cowl, a tunic, shoes, and stockings, a girdle, a knife, a pen, a needle, a handkerchief, and tablets, that all pretense of necessity may be taken away. However, let the abbot always bear in mind that sentence from the Acts of the Apostles. And distribution was made to every one according as he had need. Acts chapter 4 verses 35 Let him therefore consider the infirmities of such as are in need, and pay no regard to the ill will of the envious. In all his ordinances, let him always think on the retribution of God. Chapter 56 On the Abbot's Table The Abbot shall always make his meals with the guests and strangers, but as often as there are few guests, it shall be in his power to invite any of the brethren he may choose. Let him take care, however, that one or two seniors be always left with the brethren for the sake of discipline. Chapter 57 Of the Artificers of the Monastery If there be artificers in the monastery, let them exercise their crafts with all humility, provided the abbot shall have ordered them. But if any of them be proud of the skill he hath in his craft, because he thereby seemeth to gain something for the monastery, let him be removed from it, and not exercise it again, unless, after humbling himself, the abbot shall permit him. But if any of their work is to be sold, let those who make the bargain take heed and presume not to defraud the monastery in any way. Let them remember Ananias and Sapphira, Acts chapter 5 verses 10 Lest they, or any who defraud the monastery, should incur the death of their soul, and these did the death of their body. And in the prices themselves, let not the vice of avarice creep in, but let things always be sold somewhat cheaper than by seculars, that in all things God may be glorified. End of chapters 49 to 57 Recording by Filippo Joachim